Behind the men and women who serve our country are fearless leaders who live in the shadows. They stay up late nights praying, worrying, and waiting for phone calls, filling out mountains of paperwork, and keeping research folders on experimental services. But more importantly, they patiently love our heroes back together again. Welcome to your community. No matter what stage you're at, we're here to provide expert resources, faithful support, and real-life insight into how you can move from managing to living your best life. Your hosts, Libby Bates, Shauna Morin, and Erin McCauley found one another in opposite sides of the country in different stages, but with a common struggle. Together with outside guests and experts, we'll open the resources and support you need. Let's get to the episode. Hey listeners, welcome back. Today we're joined by Jamie McGillan, who is a historic fiction author, English professor, and mill spouse. Jamie lives in the shadow of Mount Rainier in the Pacific Northwest, and no matter how many times she moves away, it draws her home. Everything about large evergreen trees delights her except how pokey they are and the sap. Her first novel, In the Sight of the Mountain, was released in 2019, and the sequel, In the Light of Summit, will be available January, well, it was available January 15th. Um, Welcome to Behind the Service, Jamie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Listeners, we encourage you to join us online for more conversations, tips, resources, and fun. Behind the Service is on all your favorite social media platforms, and you can find us online at BehindTheServicePodcast.com. Please join us Wednesday mornings for coffee, conversation, and collaboration, where we get to know other caregivers, military spouses, and service members from across the United States and the world. Uh, so I just wanted to share a little bit about one of our other favorite podcasts really quickly, Combat Divas, hosted by Tanisha and Tiffany, aka TG. They're both Army veterans. They are combat veterans as well, who are hilarious, and they co-host their podcast together, and they tell their experiences from Afghanistan and in Iraq and their day-to-day life as well. Their conversations highlight the ups and downs of being a female in the army, dealing with PTSD, relationships, yes, sex too, and about motherhood, current events. They do everything. It is entertaining. It will inspire you, empower you, and maybe hopefully help you learn some really cool dance moves too. Um, This, I am so excited to have Jamie on here with us today. As the daughter of an English teacher and an avid reader, books have been a huge part of my life, especially when my mother became ill and I needed a place to escape my reality. Finding a literary character who I can relate to on so many levels, including her two suitors, these two books have quickly climbed to the top of my favorites list. They're guaranteed classics with strong heroines for women of all ages to look to. There have been many novels and authors that I have, I would have given anything to meet and continue 
the story, but I am so dumbfounded and blessed to share this opportunity with all of you. As a history major myself and a former resident of Seattle, I felt myself immersed in the beautiful literature and was left wanting more with each turn of the page. So thank you, Jamie, so much for this opportunity with us. Of course, I'm so excited to talk with you guys about it. I'm excited too. Um, I grew up writing little short stories, like little pretend ones. I used to read um, Sweet Valley Twins. It was like a really big deal in my life. So I wrote, um, I would write like little episodes, you know, with thinking maybe someday I'll be a writer of some sort. Um, Now here's something, some statistics that we looked up uh, whenever, you know, you talk about being an author. Being able to make a living writing, um, your odds are about one in 10,000, which that's not really great, um, right. but you will probably be doing other than writing just books. If you mean household name, so like your name and your genre, you want people to know who you are, then you're looking at the odds of about one in 100,000, but it totally depends on how you define success. Um, because that's another thing that you find in writing. It's um, with all talents, it's variable. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm certainly not a household name <laughs> and I don't plan to be. Um, and my See, you're known in some households though. That's the thing. <laughs> you are a household name, just not in every single household. I like that. That's very there nice. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So my day job is I teach um, English at um, a local community college here. So that is what um, I do for a living. Um, And I'm also a mom to two kids. I'm homeschooling one right now and one's in pre-K. So um, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard when people ask you, you know, oh, I love writing. I'd love to become an author. And I'm like, hmm, probably not. (laughs) You probably don't want to become an author. (laughs) Um, But if you can't imagine not ever telling your stories, then you have to. So that's kind of how that works. I've often thought of writing a book. I've written here and there as well, but gosh, it's such, there's so much that you got to put into it. Um, And uh, sometimes I'm like, gosh, it's, it's hard to talk about yourself. Like if you want to do that type of genre um, and and tell your stories and things like that, it's hard to like figure out how to write it exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. I used to write a lot of essays, a lot of like personal memoir type stuff. And it's very draining. It's just, you know, you're just kind of going over your internal emotions on stuff. And I found fiction to be much um, more fun to write for me because I'm not like dragging through my, you know, (laughs) self-conscious, subconscious and trying to, you know, pull things up. I'm just creating things. So I like to create. I like that. So can you share with our listeners your own journey as a military spouse and what that's looked like for you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I met my husband in 2007 or 2008. Um, He was a lieutenant in the army and we um, dated for a little less than a year and then we got married and he um, went right into 275 with the Ranger Regiment. So it was kind of a lot of little deployments quickly, um, kind of just, you know, 
dove right into the military spouse stuff. That was a really, really fun and hard time that first like two or three years. You know, he'd always wanted to be a ranger with the regiment and it was just like this dream come true. And he was living his best life and I was just kind of missing him, but also I was just out of college and I was working as a technical writer. So that was really good at me just sort of getting into the corporate world and stuff. Anyway, since then we've moved, I think six times. We met here in Washington, then we moved to Oklahoma, then Hawaii then Germany, then Kansas, and then back here to Seattle. And we'll probably have one more. We've got about four years left before he retires. So probably one more duty station, and then we'll come back here to retire. Where were you at in Oklahoma? Were you at Fort Sill? Yeah. I'm from Oklahoma. That's where I live now. That's where we came after my husband got out. So oh, always very- interested to, to see people who have been to Oklahoma. Yeah, we liked it. It was fun. I was... Um, wow, you're, ra- you're very rare. <laughs> Well, I was a new mom. So I had like a three month old baby. So I wasn't like looking to go out and party and do a bunch of stuff. I just, I went to the gym. I did like a spin class once a week and I went to the commissary and I loved whatever grocery store was there. Like the coupons were insane. I had so much fun with couponing in Oklahoma. I I really haven't done it since. I don't know why. It was fun. I did it in Germany. That's funny. So what inspired you to write poems and now to publish novels? My grandpa was a poet and a songwriter. And I think kind of from an early age, my mom encouraged that. I really liked when she read me like children's poetry books. And so that was just sort of encouraged. And you know, it's funny, the nature versus nurture. I think it was kind of both because not only do I come from kind of an artistic musical family, but also that was sort of nurtured and encouraged with me. I find the same beauty and draw as you have to Mount Rainier. Could you share with our listeners how the beauty of the area came to be the centerpiece of your books, Insight of the Mountain and In Light of the Mountain? Of yeah, the in light of the summit. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of a tongue twister. Back. Um, so I, I was born in Alaska, but I moved to this area in Washington where you can see the mountain when I was um, probably around six, and um, I've been here most of my life um, with different times moving, you know, but. Um, I really just love this area. I love being able to look up and see the mountain. I lived in Illinois for a couple of years and that place is flat. Let me tell you, it's so flat. You just look up and it's, it's almost disorienting to me because I've always been around mountains and you kind of always know where North and South is. I know people joke, like, don't tell me left or right. Don't tell me North or South. Is it left or right? You know, but, but when you have a mountain and you always know that it's to your South and you go a different direction, you always know where North is, you know, it's just, it's not a talent. It's just something everyone kind of grows up with. And so when you have these things that you can see, you just kind of feel grounded. Um, and in Illinois, I felt so lost, you know, in so many ways I was just graduated from high school. And so, um, whenever I would come back home and visit Washington, um, you know, I mean, not only is my mom picking me up at the airport and giving me a hug with her rain soaked jacket, but I can see the mountain and I'm like, I'm home. (laughs) So I just, I love the area, love the mountain, love visiting it, hiking around it. I've never summited. I've never attempted to summit. I don't know if I ever would. Um, but I love just being around it and on it. I love that. I love the mountains. They're so relaxing. Um, so Kind of discussing the book, Anna Gallagher is unique for her time in the late 1800s. Why is having a strong female character a must for you and do you relate to her? 
Yeah, I think um, in so many ways we feel like we're past that. You know, women can do everything now. Um, but I mean, just look at, you know, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and how dare she, you know, so many people hate her and so many people are kind of spitting, you know, mean hate towards her. That's not, you know, a mountain women are allowed to climb being vice president. You can't sit in that chair. People don't say that because it sounds rude, but a lot of people are thinking it, <laughs> you know? And so it's, um, it's one thing to think that we're past that, but I think it's kind of with the the thing that we've learned as Americans about racism this year, just that it's, it's still kind of there, you know, and, um, it's something we all kind of have to reconcile. Um, so yes, I relate. And I think most women relate, um, that, you know, women can do hard things too, and we're allowed to be here and take up space. I'm like living through you right now because I mean, like I've done, like I wrote my grandpa's obituary. That's, you know, pretty basic, right? You know, and like, I've always written just little things, but I've always wanted to sit down and, you know, look at the different pieces that go into writing a full novel. So writing historical fiction, it means you have to add in many characters who were alive during those times in the Seattle and the Yelm area. Who is your favorite real life character you've intertwined into these two literary books? Um, I would have to go with Faye Fuller because she was the first woman to summit the mountain. Um, and we don't know much about her historically. We know that she was a school teacher and a journalist and that she went on to found the mountaineering club. Other than that, we don't really know much about her, but I love her. <laughs> so she's my favorite. I mean, Anna is obviously inspired by her character and I know some historical writers would just say, well, just write Faye Fuller's story. And I just, I don't know not like in an ethical way, but I don't like the idea of just like taking her life story and just like making a bunch of stuff up about it. I feel like you do that more with historical figures that are more known. So you can be more true to what they were actually like, but I mean, maybe she was like autistic. Maybe she was like totally different than we think she was. We have no idea. So I just, I wanted to write a story that was like hers. What would it be like to be a woman who just said, look at that mountain, I'm going to climb it. Um, so that's where Anna's story came from. So yeah, Faithful would be my, would be my favorite, but I think there's a lot of other characters um, that are kind of fun to research when you're reading the book. I loved um, your description of Faye when Anna gets back down from trying to summit after she gets injured and Faye sitting there surrounded by a bunch of men, but she is so warm to Anna and she completely in the second book, she obviously reaches out and is like, Hey, let's get this group going together. And she also, I love how you incorporated how she used coal on her face because I don't think many people realized back then like sunscreen wasn't a thing yeah. <laughs> so they had to come up with different ways because it, it is crazy bright and the light is the reflection all of it I couldn't I couldn't imagine climbing a mountain like that either like that's just not in my realm of I hate snow so <laughs> I'm okay but it's cold it's way too I grew up in Montana and Idaho so I'm like no I'm okay I'm so tired of it <laughs> I, I also really love how you incorporated Mr. Yesler into all of it. And I had no idea all the things that he actually did. Did he really start the pipelines for water in Seattle? Yeah. And he was the mayor. Um, I think it was really short, either a year or two years. Um, but he was, he was incredible. Um, there's different 
there's this one book about him that I haven't read that kind of paints him in a not so great light. Um, there's, there's lots of different opinions of him. Um, a lot of people think they were like swingers. <laughs> like there's all these, all these like rumors and like, who knows what's really real. But, but what we do know is he was a huge part in founding Seattle in a ton of ways. So I definitely wanted him to be in the book. I love that. If you could leave our listeners with some words of advice and encouragement on their journeys, especially our females, I would absolutely love what you have to say. Sure. Um, I think that um, part of what makes Anna's story really relatable is that she's trying to do something that's outside of social norms. Um, she's doing something that not everybody else thinks is normal and okay. And I think that especially as women, it's hard for us to just do what we want to do because we're so worried about what people think about us. Um, and not in, in a vain way, but just like, am I being a good person? Am I being a good mom? Am I being a good citizen? You know, um, so there's, there's those things that we're always warring with, but it's like, what do I want to do? What do I need to do? And it does kind of go against what society would expect from you. We love strong women over here at Behind the Service. There's three <laughs> strong women here that lead this podcast. Yeah. Um, we love support strong women. I think it's great that um, we are stepping into our own, regardless of whatever that is, like Sean is getting ready to join the military. How can our listeners find you and order your publications? My website com, and you can uh, find links to buy signed paperbacks there or I do book boxes where it's kind of an immersive reading experience with candles and soaps and stuff that smell like all the right smells for what you're reading yeah and I love to connect connect with readers on Instagram so I'm Jamie McGillan there and find me and I will be friends with you forever <laughs> Jamie is fantastic on social media and she makes all of her own it's a it's amazing. She actually signs all the copies of the books that she sends out. If you order them straight from her website, personalized to you, which makes you as a reader feel like you're a part of the family of readers. And you also, you posted the other day that you made all your own bookmarks, which I absolutely love the touches because that was something my mom would have done too. Aww. So I, and I know that all of our, all of our listeners will appreciate it too. And I just want to thank you again for having the courage to write books that shed light on to the things that women, like you said, we still are facing different obstacles, different mountains that we're all trying to summit, that we're all different trying to climb. And being able to be out there, especially when you're already in the face of all your students and all your college students yeah. and mom and a military spouse taking the time to do that is extraordinary especially with the research for historical fiction it's it's crazy so oh my kids are being loud <laughs> uh, but listeners i want to encourage you please go check out jamie's website order her books you are guaranteed to fall in love with it even my husband has read them and he absolutely loves them which he's not a reader so that was <laughs> cool to find out <laughs> and i want you to go back in time and think about the literary characters in your life who have made an impact on you for me personally it's elizabeth from pride and prejudice it is anna green gables and my and now anna gallagher is also on that list and here's my kids 
So we're at the part of our podcast each week at the end, we read a scripture. And this week it comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with the blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. And that, my friends, is about as self-explanatory as you can get. Like, you really don't need to digest that one down much further. I know at one point when Christ was speaking you know, when you go back and you look at this, you know, historical document, really, people would ask Christ, like, how many times am I supposed to forgive them? You know, like they would get really, really nitty gritty. And, you know, he's like 70 times seven, you know, and they come up with all of these questions and it's really just be good, want good, do good, um, continue to fight for the goodness in yourself and for others too, via the Holy Spirit and Christ. So yeah, not much more self-explanatory than that. I picked this verse specifically as well because Anna really encompasses this in the book. She has so much negative against her. She has so many foes against her. Her family's bookstore gets burned down. It gets vandalized. And instead of retaliation, she chooses to turn her head and she moves forward with grace. And she just chooses to be a presence and embolden other people to try to be out of the norm. And Ben does the same thing. So please just dive into the book because I guarantee you, you'll love it. This sounds like something my oldest, her name is Anna, by the way, but she's 22 and it sounds like this book is right up her alley. I have not read it. I'm going to read it before this episode releases though. So I'm excited. Awesome. Well, I also set up um, a coupon code on my website for your listeners. So it's um, behind the service 20 to get 20% off. So awesome. And I'll add a bookmark that I uh, put the tassel on with my own hands. <laughs> <laughs> you wove it. All together. <laughs> yes, I As went and got shaved cheap. down the wood into paper, <laughs> compressed it with your hot iron. Hey, women can do those kinds of things, right? <laughs> what Anna was probably doing back in the 1800s. Yeah. What an awful time to live, though, sometimes. I used to sit back and think, like, oh, I would love to live in the days of the, you know, the American independence, and, We're like you know, and, which was yesterday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, that was January the sixth. If if yeah, if everybody yeah, will. It was crazy day, <laughs> crazy day at the Capitol. Yeah, that's I used to want to live back then, and then it was like, wait a second, they didn't have heating and air, and you shower. How? Uh, no, okay, I'm good here. Yeah, it really would be fun to visit, you know, for like yes. a day and yeah. then come home at night. <laughs> well, when we lived at Fort Leonardwood, we lived next to an Amish community. And so we would visit the Amish community quite often. And it was, it was always a lot of fun to watch them, you know, spin their like sewing machine because they didn't use electric ones. They pushed it with their foot, you know, that like old school until you're the one sitting there doing it, you know, it's all good, great, and fine. Yeah. But that's hard work, <laughs> yeah. you know, like pushing that thing, 
like, oh, and, but they were ended up being great friends of ours. I couldn't live there full time. Although they do have conversions, they have families that convert because they want that communal lifestyle and they're willing to give up modernization. So interesting. It's a place for everybody. Yes, I'm excited to read the book as well, and hopefully maybe it'll turn into a movie because I love to watch movies, like period pieces like that. Yeah. So, Well, thanks for coming on Behind the Service, Jamie. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Behind the Service podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, will you leave us a review? It helps more people like you find this podcast. So remember, subscribe. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.